It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. And look, uh, the Eagles unable to pull it out out in Arizona. But you know what, Elliot? It was a fun football game. Like, I had a good time watching the Eagles play. And obviously the New Orleans game was fun to watch. But this just felt like the kind of game we haven't seen the Eagles play in a while. They kind of shoot them up back and forth. Some turnovers from the defense. Just a, you know, a fun game. I, had a, I They lost, but I had a good time watching it. And for the way it started, too. I mean, it started like such a classic 2020 Eagles game. And when they fell oh, behind... Yeah. When they fell behind 16-0, like, you know, I've been riding a hot streak this week. I've been feeling good about myself. When they fell behind 16-0, I was like, I look like a straight-up clown right now. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I thought they are going to win the game. I was talking about how good the offense would look. And they looked terrible to start. Like... Hertz did not look good, although his stats ended up early on not being that bad. But he didn't look good early on. Uh, taking the sack was uh, the sack in the uh, end zone was the not safety, great. Yeah. The safety, yeah, but um, grounding. But you know, it's an emotional victory, and <laughs> it is like I think, who would have thunk it? Elliot Jordan Parks two separate times during yes. the Eagles season declaring an emotional victory. A guy. I would not have even thought was an emotional victory. Guys. Well, I'm an odd combination of bottom line results and also an emotional man. So I'm able to kind of walk that walk that line of both. It is, but, a, it is, it is a, an interesting combination. Yeah. I, I just think that 
anybody who walks away from that game not feeling good about the team is lying to themselves. And to me, that's an emotional victory. Like, yes, it was a blow to their playoff chances, but they fell behind 16-0. They fought back. They looked great. The offense, coming off what I thought was the best game of the year last week against the Saints, had actually, like, their best game of the year, I thought, on offense. I was pretty stunned they didn't get over 30 points. And, man, like, just looking at it, what really killed them was there was so much time, like, between the end of the second and, like, into the beginning of the fourth where the defense was holding the Cardinals and the Eagles just couldn't get over the edge. And that's really that's really where they lost the game. But I, I was impressed overall. Like like I've said after games every, every week, all that really matters with this team is the offense and the quarterback. And both of those get an A today. Like the, the slow start, Doug holds blame for that for sure. But the offense looked great. Like guys were wide open. The play calling looked awesome. Jalen Hurts was really good, finishes with 338 yards, three touchdowns, a pass rating of 102.3, and uh, WIP's own Tucker Bagley with a really great stat, I think, that shows just how good he was today. So Jalen Hurts finished with over 300 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a pass rating over 100. Carson Wentz has put up those numbers just once in 68 career starts. So you add in the rushing touchdown, and like, that's not a shot at Wentz. That's more to show just how good Jalen Hurts was today. And when Jalen Hurts is good— I think you end the game feeling good. So uh, to me, they are now 2-0 in emotional victories. <laughs> uh, so I agree with the last thing you said. I don't think – I still think this roster is piss poor, and I feel better about Doug than I did before, like we've talked about, especially kind of seeing how this Carson thing has played out and, and really trying to connect dots and all that type of stuff. And obviously, we've got some Carson stuff to talk about too. Yes. We'll get to that. But I, I don't feel great about the roster. I obviously don't feel great about Howie in charge. But, but man, I feel great about Jalen Hurts, man. I feel, look, I know it's only been two games, two and a half games, whatever you want to call it. I get it. I totally get it. And I'm not saying he's going to be a star. I'm not saying, as Elliot has pointed out a bunch of times, that he can't you know, get an injury that, that changes him. And he's not the same guy and stuff like we saw happen to Carson Wentz, who got multiple injuries and certainly played a role among other things in changing him into a different guy. Mm -hmm. But man, I, I, I don't know what you're looking at. If you're not impressed with Jalen hurts through these two starts, like, like Elliot said before down 16 to nothing to battle back the way they did it through three touchdown passes in the first half to keep them in the game, a missed extra point. They should have been ahead. Uh, the, the block punt gave up some points. Like like Jalen Hurts played well enough to win this game, which what I think is, again, a piss-poor roster. Like, but Alshon, I, hold up, real quick. Really? Okay. We, we'll get there. Alshon, like, we'll get to Alshon. Like, he had a nice game on, but, like, let's be real. Like, Jalen Rager is so, so not explosive. Like, Quez Watkins is better than Jalen Rager. Like, I would rather see that guy do stuff. He's way more explosive and interesting. But regardless of what it is, like, I, I'm, my point is that I think the roster around him is, is mediocre at best, and I think bad. But he is legit, and he ra has raised the level of play around him. And, again, as I've talked about many times, I like, I'm an above-the-shoulders guy, and this kid's got it. Like, he's got confidence. He's got poise. He's got you know, moxie, you know, all those words you think about, like he's got it in spades and he was just super impressive and he gave him a chance to win uh, against a roster that I think is better than their roster. I'm just, I'm super impressed with Hertz. I'm really impressed. Yeah, with I, I think that he answered a lot of people who thought that he couldn't throw the ball. And like you said, 
you know, it's going to take time to, to we see like what he really is. You know, I mean, like Travis Fulgham had two amazing games too. But so, so you, of course, you add that caveat, but he looks like he can, without question, throw the ball at an NFL level and lead the team down the field throwing the ball. Like he only ran the ball 11 times today off of 18 last week. And I thought early on, especially, he was, I don't want to say hesitant to run the ball, but it looked like there were a lot of opportunities where, uh, he could have held on to it and ran it, and instead he handed it off to Miles Sanders. And I even thought, like, when he rolled out at times, he was more hesitant to run. And I guess you like that, but uh, long-term, I don't know. I mean, I, I do like him as a runner, and I want him to keep that in his game. But I felt sure. the same way real quick, Elliot. I felt there were, like, multiple spots where it was clear to me that if he had just kept the ball instead yeah. of giving it to Sanders, it could have been a much bigger game. You're totally right about that. Yeah, so I, I you know— that is what it is, and I I wonder like if that's coaching. I wonder if they tell him to hold on to it or to, to you know try to not run it as much this week, and that was in his head early. But as a result, you really got to see him as a pocket passer. And after that first series or first series or two, I thought he looked really comfortable back there. He throws a very nice catchable ball. Like he does not put too much on it. You can see again, like you saw against at times against the Packers and then against New Orleans, like he has. He throws a catchable ball. The ball hits the players where it's supposed to. And it's just so huge for this offense. I mean, again, 422 yards of offense today, 26 points. Like, they they had their best offensive game. And that's because Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. And I, I was just very, very impressed with uh, him as a thrower. And that was a big question mark about him coming into the league. And then also even after this last week. But the mental part, too, like, I truly believe that quarterback that teams take on the attitude of their quarterback almost always. Like you know, Brian Dawkins, I guess, would be an exception. Like there are sometimes defensive players that that take on the uh, the team take on their mentality. But I really think that the teams take on the mentality of the quarterback most of the time. And I think the fact that they were able to come back from sixteen nothing speaks to Jalen Hurts already having you know uh, influence over this roster. Like he just never looks out of control. Like even when they're down 16 nothing, he wasn't pressing. He wasn't, you know, trying to make too much, you know, which we've seen Carson do a lot this year, right? When things have gone poorly, you know, people say, "Well, he's trying to do too much because they're down 16 nothing or you know, they're down early." Well, this is what happens when you don't do that and you just keep running the offense and you play at a high level. Like you can come back in the game. So I thought that his uh his ability to stay calm under pressure really rubbed off on the rest of the team. He dude, I, again, like I I can't overemphasize enough how impressed I've been through two games. Uh, like, bef- again, uh, we can't make any bold proclamations after two games, but you can certainly say he has a chance to be something special. Like, like that's on the table with what we've seen from him through these yeah. two games. And, and that in, in and of itself is exciting. And that's how I felt with Carson, as we talked about after his first game and, you know, really his first couple games, that three-game stretch, you're like, all right, you know, who knows, but this kid has something. He's got a chance to be special, and it looked like he was going to be, and that's why your point about, you know, not getting ahead of ourselves is so prescient and important, but uh, I was floored, man. I, I get again, and to your point, I think I think it's everything. He's He's got really the total package for today's NFL. Like, he can throw the ball. I, I agree with the, uh, the catchable ball thing. It seems like 99% of his throws are in a spot where – um, you know, obviously he missed on some throws. You know, he's not a perfect passer or anything. There were a couple that were overthrows and a couple behind some receivers. But but when he hits those, especially those layup throws, like, sorry, Doug, 
Um, especially <laughs> those, those layup throws. Like, he hits him in stride, and it does hit yeah. the guy in the hands while he's moving in the direction he's going in. And, like, that's a it's a big advantage for, for the ability to move the ball. And, and, look, the deep passing was nice. Let's be real. Dallas Goddard, you got to catch that third and 21. Like, they should have tied the game there, like, or had a chance to tie it the game. It was a great defensive play for what it was. Worth. I no, should have caught the, it. But the, 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 the third, the fourth down was a great defensive play, I thought. They were both great throws. But the third down, the diving one where Goddard kind of yeah. had it in his belly and just couldn't hold it in. Like, you got to make that play. I know. I thought he I had thought it. There, I thought there were, look, and we, you know, not to compare Carson and, and Jalen, which we'll get to Carson again. There is some <laughs> serious stuff. Maybe I think people might even be surprised about where we come down on these things. But um, I, like, with Jalen Hurts, we don't ever have to make excuses for these type of throws and putting the ball in the right place like that. And, you know, it felt like he was putting receivers in spots to be successful a lot more than the other way around. So, and, and yeah, well, look, a, that flat out Carson wasn't doing that. Yeah. It's amazing how much better the offense looks when he just throws it to the open receiver. Right. I mean, like, you know, some of these throws were not hard and I think that's a credit to Doug. Like there were a lot of times today where Jalen was able to throw the ball to receivers that didn't have defenders relatively close to him. And that was a criticism we both had of Doug throughout the year that, you know, you watch these other offenses and guys are wide open. You don't see that with the Eagles. Well, maybe that was because Carson just wasn't finding them, right? Because I think that there have been open guys over these last two weeks. So that's certainly impressive. I thought one of the more impressive plays, we just kind of want to like bounce around on individual plays he made, was on that final drive where I don't remember if someone knocked it out of his hands or if he dropped the ball, but the oh, ball is Oh, Elliot. What yeah. A he, what he, a play. He, he picks it up, and like at first, I was like, okay, just good job picking it up, right? Yeah. But then he he keeps going and throws the ball down the field. Like I hate when people tweet this stuff, but that is a very like if Patrick Mahomes did that, people would go crazy type moment. Yeah. Like well, it was a it great was, play, and it was, it was a, a perfect throw. And look, a great catch by Goddard too there. But it was a a super impressive play. The concentration, the focus, the confidence to pull that off, like super impressive. Yeah, so I thought that was super impressive. Uh, the touchdown run was was very good. Again, absolutely, like, he has this way of running where he's not like super quick, and you saw that early on when he got chased down by a linebacker from behind for one of the first sacks of the game. But on the touchdown run, like he doesn't look super quick and he's not like super shifty, but he somehow makes multiple defenders miss and gets it in from seven yards out. So he's a very effective runner. And I mean, he had eleven carries for sixty three yards today, long of seventeen. So I think he does do a very good job of deciding when uh when to run and when not to but like i said earlier on i thought he was a little more hesitant but overall a very effective i mean the eagles had 422 yards of offense today and jalen hurts accounted for 402 of them so you know it's not a stretch to say and other players had good games clearly but it's not a stretch to say he like put the team on on his back like i mean he's the reason they came back into that game yeah without question without question he was awesome he went Shot for shot with Kyler Murray, who is someone who, you know, a lot of people feel. Uh, he wasn't he was great one of them. today. I thought Hertz was better. Like, I was, yeah. uh, just just today, I thought Hertz was better. And, Two weeks in a row, for what it's worth, yeah, that I think he's yeah. outplayed the other quarterback. I mean, he was, he was, Hertz was great, man. And, and again, just some of those plays, some of those throws, some of those runs, like his, 
again, also his instincts out there, his instincts on when to run, when to throw, like, and even when he does take some sacks in the pocket, like, which he obviously had to sometimes today, and, you know, the intentional grounding was bad early on, obviously, but, Although, but even then, just super, super quick, I do think he would have gotten sacked anyway, for what it's worth. Yeah, like maybe, probably, maybe probably, you, you oh, no question, further, but. no question, it was what it was, like, it was what it was, but I, I, I think the offensive line did not do great in terms of pass production, and, you know, there were times where he just couldn't get away from it. But in general, I think he has a real good read for when to move, how to move in the pocket, how to move out of the pocket, and when to run. And again, like to your point, he he threw some darts today, man. He threw some dimes. He had some yeah. really pretty throws. I thought his receivers helped him out less than he helped. Like, again, at that point, like the Rager end zone play, like Patrick Peterson made a really nice play on it, but like – if that's DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins is snatching that ball out of the air. Like, it doesn't yep. matter if Patrick Pearson gets a hand, and DeAndre Hopkins is ripping that ball out of the air. Same thing with Goddard at the end there. Like, like there were spots where I just – I thought Hurts put the ball where it needed to be. Uh, I mean, again, I, I'm so impressed. I can't tell you how impressed I am with him. Like, I am I – am, that is my number one overriding far and away takeaway from this game is – damn Jalen Hurts has a chance to be good. Well, <laughs> and so far, he's been very good. All that we can judge him on, he's been great. So doesn't that make you feel like it's an emotional victory, though? I mean, how many times have we yeah, started oh, the pod this year? Dude, I feel good coming out of it. You're right. Like, again, yeah. as much as I, I had turned and I, like, my head still, look, this is kind of, in a way, a lot of people's best-case scenario for the large amount of Eagles fans, legitimately, who don't want them to make the playoffs, who want to hire a draft pick, who want them to, you know, kind of refocus and whatever – like this was a perfect outcome. Hurts looks great and you lose. Like that's kind of what those people want. There is definitely a segment of, of Eagles fans. I got a couple texts after the game saying this is a perfect outcome. Hurts is great well, and, and we get a high pick. Like, let's go, you know? Their uh their playoff hopes are still very much alive. Of course cool. they are. Cause if Dwayne Haskins has to play again, Carolina can absolutely beat Washington. They could beat Alex Smith too. Like yeah. And, you know, who knows? We're taping this, obviously, before the Giants and Browns play tonight, but I'm assuming the Browns will win that game. Then, you know, you Dallas, the Eagles and Dallas. Dallas wins today, but they have to play the Eagles. It's all a mess. We originally thought it could be six wins that got a team in. It still can. So yeah. um, it's going to be fascinating. But ultimately, regardless of how that plays out, like I do agree with you that in a game they lost – that really they had multiple chances to win and felt like at times in reality they should have won, I still feel much more okay with the loss than I normally would in that type of situation. Yeah, and man, like it felt to me like at the end of the game, like I would say for eight or nine minutes, like going from the end of the third into the start of the fourth, like they lost that game like 12 times. Like the DeAndre Hopkins catch when he had the touchdown, I was like, oh, well, they lost. And then all of a sudden they're back into it. Like when they're driving, when the Cardinals are driving down the field and it seemed like they were going to score a touchdown and then Marcus Epps picks off uh, Murray in the end zone. So like they did stay alive somehow. And I'm not diminishing the performance by saying this, but like the Cardinals, like they're not a very good team. And I I I would caution people that like, super want to fire Doug that, you know, Kingsbury, I think is viewed as like this, you know, nice up and coming young head coach, like offensive genius or whatever. Like they are not a well-coached team. I mean, they're, they're just not. And their offense is not impressive. Like my, my main takeaway, their offense was Kyler to Deandre Hopkins. Right. Like and that was I, it. Yeah, for, for sure. And I have some thoughts on like the Deandre Hopkins thing, but, um, yeah, I like, I, I guess we could move to. What Carson. are your thoughts real quick? What are your thoughts on the Deandre Hopkins thing? Well, I just think like just when I look, on us. well, when I look at 
when I look at uh, how Hopkins got his yards today, he finishes with, let me see, let me look it up. It's like 100 and 169 yards. It felt I, like 10,000, Elliot. Right. But I actually thought they played him well, as crazy as that sounds. Like when you consider the fact that Michael Jaquette was on him, like you go into the game thinking, well, they have no shot of stopping DeAndre Hopkins. And they didn't in a lot of ways because he obviously finished with 169 yards and was the main reason they lost. But to kind of counter that, like, I don't know. I just thought a lot of the catches he made were like great coverage where you just, you can't, you know, I don't think Darius Slay. I, makes I, I think that's fair. I think he's a great receiver. Like he just made a lot of great plays. I think there were spots where he was slightly open and spots where he was open, but yeah, look, especially considering that it was Michael Jaquette and Seymour and before he got hurt and Roby Coleman and all these guys, like they did a good job, man. Like they did yeah, a good that, job. That's my like, point. They really, I'm very, very, very with you. All right. Um, quickly before we get to Wentz, I, and I want to go through some specific players on the team, but you wanted to push back on me on yes, the roster. And happy horrible. So let's, let's do that quickly and then we'll get to Wentz and then we'll get to some specific moments from the game towards the end. So, so, so what, how you, I think this roster stinks, right? Uh, change, change my mind, Elliot. Okay. So they clearly don't have a talent like Deandre Hopkins, right? Like they don't have that player oh, around. Oh, oh, really? What a statement. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'll start off with that bold statement. They don't have a player like Deandre Hopkins. Now there's not many Deandre Hopkins in the league, but here's where I would push back on you with the idea that like Hertz is out there playing with not a great roster. The offense looked good, like 26 points, 422 yards. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't think today, today, like talent was their main problem. Now I agree with you that like Rager gets no separation down the sideline, just none. And I know there was the one play where he was held and it might've been a touchdown, but even then, I don't, I mean, that's one play. Like he just does not get consistent separation down the sideline. But I thought like Quez Watkins, when you consider how he played today, like, I don't know. I thought he looked like he might be something. He's another Who guy. Knows? I liked looks him. like he should have been playing him. all year. Right. I mean, Miles yeah, where's he been? I mean, that, that one, the touchdown was like one of the most electric plays the Eagle has made all year. Yeah. Like, what are it we was, doing? like that guy, well, like it, it was a play that was like, they ran the play and I'm like, what, what the hell is this? Like, this is yeah. a horrible play. And then all of a sudden he like pivots back and he just takes off and he's in the end zone. I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, that was great. <laughs> I, I legit, like, until he got to the three-yard line, I kept thinking, like, oh, well, he's going to get tackled. Like, like <laughs> as soon as he spun, I was like, oh, what a, like, th this is a give-up play call. And then it's yeah. like he gets five yards, and I'm like, oh, he's, like, still going. And then it's, like, 15. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, he's, like, still going. And then all of a sudden he's in the end zone. But I don't know. I just, in the offensive line, I mean, like, they had bad, their worst the moments part. at the worst yeah. possible time. Like, to give up those two back-to-back -back sacks was, was They just were bad. Brutal. They were bad in this game. Like, they were just bad in this game. Like, I'll, for the most I'll, part, on average. And, look, I get it. Like, look, Dallas Goddard is a good football player. He's someone you want. Uh, Miles Sanders is a good football player. But, like, on the whole, considering the offensive line, considering the receivers they have, like, it's not good. Like, it's just it's, not. It's not great. But I just think I feel the same way I did coming off of the Saints game, which is, like, if they, Jalen Hurts, what I'm trying to say is I'm giving Jalen Hurts a compliment that he is making the, these guys look better than they are. Right, like, they're right. bad, and Jalen Hurts has elevated them, which is, you should be taking that the, the W here. Like, this is something that you've been saying for a long time. Yes. I think the point is, is now that these guys look better because it Hurts, you're overrating how good they're looking. I think it's much more Hurts making them look better, but on the whole, yeah, like... Yeah, no, that's, that's a fair point. I mean, okay. I... The other, the other thing I'll say where I feel like this could be a nice compromise for us on this is I, I agree the roster needs changes and they need to upgrade their talent. Where I think we maybe slightly disagree, though, is I believe off of the Saints game and the Cardinals game, if they have this exact roster next year, 
they can be competitive for a playoff spot. And I think that people didn't think that prior to Hurts going in. Like, I think the well, thought was... Uh, I, 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 hold up. I understand what you're saying, but, like, it's because of Hurts. Like, if they can be competitive for a playoff spot next year, it's because of Hurts. And even yeah. then... But I think the difference is, like, the roster, sure, could it compete for a playoff spot because Hurts could be really good? Yeah, but it's not a Super Bowl roster. It's not a first, oh, sure not not. one-seed yep, roster, that. and that's yep. kind of where my, you know, it's fine, and a good quarterback can ascend them and bring them in again. We're getting way ahead of ourselves with Hurts, we know. We're just saying potentially what could happen. We know it's, again, the, yeah, but the it's only two games. Police yeah. are going to come get I think let's, let's make a crushed. new rule. Let's make a new rule, okay? Like, let's not – couch ourselves with that and I, I i we both know this everyone listening knows it's only two games but let's just have fun with jalen hurts you know like i don't yeah. feel like i don't know i don't i don't want to have to constantly be like well it's only two games like everyone well, knows. and also it's all we can judge off of yes, in the exactly. nfl like you know like he's played two and a half games in the nfl they've been really good like it's like it's the, okay to get excited about it while also understanding fundamentally that yes a lot of people have had a good whatever game stretch and then not been good we it's like the it. flip side of the Rager thing where whenever we used to say we didn't think he was very good, we'd have to be like, and we know oh, he was hurt. You can't say know, it too early. Right? Exactly, it's too yeah. early. So How do you I know? Think, like, yeah. Like, let's, I don't think we need to protect ourselves. Like, Jalen Rager, and also for what it's worth, Jalen Hurts looking this good instantly is another sign of the concern with Jalen Rager in the way that, like, Hurts didn't play all year. Hurts didn't get an off season. You know, like, so. He looks special. Like he passes uh, the Oh, uh, uh, again, that that's a, and that could you people could say whatever. That's a unique example. It's a quarterback. Whatever. No, no Quez Watkins. No, but regardless of that, let's go with a much easier example. Quez Watkins tonight yes, looked more point. explosive than Jalen Rager has all season. Quez Watkins looked more explosive. Like, is that a crazy statement? Like, I feel like that no, is an absolutely quicker. factual statement that he looked more explosive than Jalen Rager. Like, yep, that's absolutely. super damning considering what Jalen Rager is supposed to be. Jalen Rager wasn't drafted to be the next Alshon Jeffrey or the next whatever. Like, he's drafted to be a, a, a small, quick guy who's going to, you know, be explosive. And, so and la- Quez Watkins looked more explosive. Last thought on the roster, and this can actually segue us nicely into Wentz, but all, all the time when Wentz was out there, like, you know, people would say, well, if you gave Wentz Julio Jones, or if you gave Wentz whoever, right? Like, I didn't agree with that because I just didn't think Wentz was good enough. If you give Jalen Hurts Justin Jefferson, like, Justin Jefferson is doing in Philly what he's doing in Minnesota. You know, like, I, I think that now that you have a quarterback that can deliver an accurate ball, like, go get the Justin Jeffersons, and this offense will explode. I do agree with you on that. Okay. Uh, let's – we'll get back to some, some little shout-outs about the game later because – we do have to talk about Alshon because I thought Alshon, you know, that was the best game Alshon's had in a while and some other things. But let's talk Wentz because let, let's yep. – so we, we've talked Hurts. We've talked about the game, the close win. They are close to the win. They don't win, whatever. But um, Emotional we'll victory. To, we'll get emotional victory. We'll get to the big picture stuff later with the division and where they're at a little bit more. But prior to the game, we're going we're gonna to hop in the DeLorean and, and go back. Do you understand that reference? Yeah, that's back to the future. Okay. Boom. There we go. <laughs> Boom. Boom. And by the way, by the way, I have a tease at the very end of this pod for something coming up, especially if you don't listen to our radio show. Okay, um, nice. I know it. Something will be coming up in our next pod. We're going to dive into something and, and maybe even more in the offseason. We're going to figure some stuff out, but um, uh, relatable to uh, to what we're talking about. But um, but prior to the game, we hop in the door and we go prior to the game, and um, the Adam Schefter report comes out uh, in the morning, early in the morning on a game day. 
Yes. Saying that Carson Wentz is unhappy, doesn't want to be a backup, trade him if he's not going to be the starter, blah, 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 blah. And look, um, you never know. Anything can come from anywhere, but I think uh, the vast, vast, vast majority of people would uh, agree that this is coming from Carson Wentz's camp, obviously, because, uh, you know, who the hell else is going to say this? Yeah, um, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, just factually. Um, so, Elliot, I'll give you the four first. What was your takeaway to this coming out of whatever, 9.30 or 9 o'clock, whatever it was, on a Sunday morning uh, of a game day, Jalen Hurts second start with the Eagles, and the idea that Carson Wentz is people, and obviously I would assume with Carson Wentz's knowledge, I mean, again, you never yes, know, and I'm sure I'm sure he's going to claim he had no idea, but let's be real, we're all adults here. Um, what are your thoughts about that uh, being okay. leaked the morning of a game day and, and of the, the leaking and, and situation at all? You know what I mean? Yeah, so – my initial thought is like, no duh, Carson wants out of here, right? Like, it's not a good situation. Of course, of course, he doesn't want to be a backup. Like, this is not breaking news itself. Like, the report itself is not the interesting part. The interesting part is that it comes out and like, so Carson gets a lot of criticism for it leaking on the morning of a game day. And I do see that criticism. Like, it's kind of ironic that Carson, more than anybody maybe in the history of the NFL, knows about how distracting a backup quarterback can be. And you know, ironically, those backups have not been distractions by their own doing. Like, Foles was a backup because he won. Foles didn't create a backup with his personality. Jalen Hurts was a distraction because of where he was drafted. Jalen Hurts did not created a distraction because of his personality. This is Wentz's team creating a distraction. This is not Wentz playing well and creating a distraction. So I thought for it to come out this, mor- this morning, like, yeah, it's a bad look. I agree with all of that. Where I disagree with the reaction to it is... People think it's soft of Wentz to do this. And I just have a hard time saying anybody that's rehabbed from an ACL, a broken back, and who's played, in my opinion, in the toughest sports city in the country to play as the number one target of those people, like you're not soft if you can get off if you can get completely through that. So I, I I and I honestly don't blame Wentz for taking control of his career. Like the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts and that didn't create the situation because Wentz played poorly, but it certainly aided in the fact like Nate Sudfeld wouldn't come in and do this. Nate Sudfeld, even if he did, it wouldn't even matter, right? Like the Eagles looked out for themselves with the drafting of Jalen Hurts. And Wentz is now looking out for himself. And if by leaking this, his team and his agent, that are some of the best agents in the game, some of the most well-connected agents, believe this helps him to get traded, then look, like Wentz needs to look out for himself too. And that's, I guess, where I come down on it. Yeah. Fuck that. All right. That's here we right. go. It, like, <laughs> like, are you kidding? Like, at, look, I understand the point. You and I are both very pro player in terms of where, you know, people taking control of their career and of their money and all that. I'm, I'm, I'm all for all that. Like, uh, again, these guys have very limited windows to you to put their bodies on the line every week for us and make the most money they can. Like, I get it. That's, I, I never have an issue with that. What I have an issue with, First and foremost, like you said, like, no duh. Like, obviously. Yes, of course Carson Wentz doesn't want to be back here next year making $34 million to play backup and watch Jalen Hurts go out there every week and have the camera pan to him every week and have everyone talk about his failed career and what a disaster he is and this and that. Like, of course. No shit, Carson. Like, yes. So first and foremost, like, I honestly don't think leaking this does anything. Like, everyone in football knows this. This is not... Something that needs to be done. It feels petty. It feels unnecessary. And I get your point about the agents being smart and whatever, but like, 
Like, what is this doing? Like, are they, well, it helps trade Car- it out. They can't, they can't trade him until the end of the season. Like, they can't even do anything. Like, why do you do this on the day of a game when you're not starting when Hurts is playing? Like, to do it on the day of a game is, like, it's embarrassing. Like, it's, it, it, like, I know a soft, the soft conversation is a different thing, but it is, like, it is weak to do that on the day of the game and create tumult and create a situation and create something where, you know, people are, are talking about this issue on a game day when, your team has a chance to make the playoffs and they're going out to play and just because you're not playing, like, it's super weak, man. It's so weak. And again, but like, it's again, like, again, 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 an organization that whether or not, you know, they did it right, as you've pointed out many times, like, look, Harry Roseman did a crappy job of it, but they have definitely tried to do things for this guy. They gave him $128 million. And like, even if he never sees... All of it, like he's still gonna get at least like a hundred from it or ninety from it, like, like that's a an insane amount of money from an organization, and for him to just like cry like this when he's getting benched, when oh by the way you were the worst quarterback in football, Carson. Like this is not you getting benched because like oh it's unfair, like they just want to play the rookie because they drafted him, but I was playing pretty well and. You're like, like Fitz and Tua. Like, if you're Tua, you're like, you know what? That's a little unfair. I was playing pretty well, but, you know, whatever. I get it. The future right. and all that. Like, like, that's a little unfair. Like, this wasn't unfair. You sucked, Carson. You yes. sucked. Right. You sucked so hard. So, like, no. Like, but I have such a problem with this. It really bothered me. Like, it, and I've been a Car- Everyone knows. I'm a Carson supporter. I've, I've, I've had this guy's back clearly more than I should have, it appears. This really bothered me. The way it happened, the day it happened, how it happened. And just the fact that, like, he's doing it this way at all, like, bothered me. Yeah, but this is so – but this is the way it's done. You know, like, so I agree. It's a bad look for him. I agree with that. Like, but it's done with the intention of doing that. Like, it's done with the intention of making it a tense situation. And so I, I think it's effective because we're talking about it now when we wouldn't have been talking about Carson basically at all otherwise, right? It would have been, oh, yeah, Carson's the guy that used to play quarterback for the Eagles. Like, look how good Jalen Hurts is. That would be the conversation. So it's effective. Now, like, I think the other the other thing is – we don't have to get to the level of of like calling Car- and you're not doing this but calling Carson like mentally soft because he's not a good quarterback so you don't have to like people on on Twitter are saying like uh well if he can't deal with this he's not a franchise quarterback and it's like first of all i'd like to see those people deal with what he's gone through but yeah. but also and also also it's a separate issue like the issue is not dealing with with it. It's that he doesn't want to be a backup and he wants to go somewhere where he can start. Like that's a right. a separate issue than dealing with it. Look, if you want to claim, and we don't know this, but if you want to claim that the fact that he has had such issues with the Hurts pick from a, what's seemingly a mental pressure, or or that it's affected his game, like that that soft, like that's a different discussion. And I don't like. I think it's a different thing, but. Like, well, that's I, a different well, discussion, but in this case, right. I, I 100% agree with you. I don't see where he's being soft for this. He's he's trying to be strategic. He's trying to do what he thinks right. is right from business perspective. I just think he did it the wrong way. Well, and I also think that, and again, they're his agent, so ultimately like he controls what they do. But my guess is his agent is telling him how to play this, and Carson's agreeing. I don't think Carson is maneuvering these pieces on his I don't think Carson own. was like, yeah. hey, guys, can you please leak this now? Of course not. Yeah, so I think his agent says like, Carson, you don't want to be here as a backup, right? And he goes, yeah. And his agent is probably even saying something like, you know, there'll be a lot of teams interested in you. And Carson's going, well, that's great. And his agent goes, but to get out of here, here's how you have to do it, right? And 
you know, that's just, that's how the game is played. So uh, again, I, I, I don't like that he did it. I agree with you on that. I just, I don't think Carson's a good quarterback. So to me, the people on Twitter and like other analysts that are saying like, you know, you can't have this guy as your quarterback if he's going to act like that. Like, no, you can't have Carson as your quarterback because he's not an accurate passer. Like, th- like this stuff doesn't really matter. Carson will go somewhere else and we'll see what happens with him. But I don't think Carson's like a bad guy or like a career loser or anything like that. Like, I just think well, Carson is is just not good enough. And you're seeing I, I, when you have so, a good quarterback in there what the difference is. I, I, I agree and don't agree. I agree to a point. I think what you're saying is true that, you know, the biggest issue with his play and why people should not want him here is, is that he has been bad and, and, you know, he's clearly a mess. But I do think a part of that is mental. And I do think that I, I agree. It's not about whether he's soft or all these, like, you know, general terms or whatever. The question is, can he handle playing quarterback in the NFL in Philadelphia? And it doesn't look like he can. Well, I like, agree that's with you on just, that. And that, and that is where that matters. You know what I mean? That, and I think that, that, again, that is part of the reason I've been so impressed with Jalen Hurts is the way he carries himself, the way he has handled this whole situation, the way he handled this situation in college, a similar situation, obviously. Like, all this type of stuff. Like, I, I just... I think that everything that's happened to Carson has really affected him. And I think that's pretty clear. And I think it is... Look, it's got to be part of the reason for the way he's played because we can all agree that whatever you think, I thought Carson was better in 2019 than you did, obviously. Like, we've argued about that. But, like, whatever you think of Carson in 2019, he wasn't this. He wasn't the worst quarterback of football. Like, worst case, we're arguing, like, I think he's 10 and you think he's, like, 16 or something. Like, whatever, you know? Like, not, like, 32 and, like, really, like, 33 or 34, depending on (laughs) what backups get in or whatever. Like, so it is, it's one of those things where it is, like, like, there's no other explanation. Like, the injuries, I think, change him from what he was in 2017 to what he became in 2018, 2019. And that's why I believe he can get back to 2019. But, like, what he was this year, like, you can't tell me that that at least part of it doesn't have to do with the baggage, the mental stuff, all the other stuff going on. Because I don't know what other explanation there is. Did he stop? Like, did he forget to play how to play football? Like, did he just forget? Like, he's like, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't remember well, how to play the position then- anymore. Like, it's crazy. And then Jalen coming in really takes away a lot of the excuses that were made for him too. You know, so like it, it makes him look. I feel like first. an idiot for making all those excuses, Elliot. Look. Like that's the point. Like I feel like an idiot. And look, we're some far of them, from an idiot. some of them are look, and I think do think some of them still hold, and there are truths and stuff. But like there are certain excuses where it's like you know, like all right, well that one kind of goes out the window when Hertz is making that guy look better or this or that or whatever. You know, right? Yeah. So you know. We'll have a lot of time to talk about the decision the Eagles are going to have to make. And as part of the Carson stuff that came out this morning, I think that in general, like the tide has turned on Carson. I think one thing, regardless of sport and what team you play for in Philadelphia, what you can't do is request a trade. Like that is something people do not like. It does not go over well when it feels like when it when fans feel you want to leave, like that is kind of the end of it, right? Like even Sam Bradford was getting defended in the city until he requested a trade, you know? So I, I just I think this is this is it for Carson. And I think the decision is crystal clear for the Eagles. You trade Carson and you you recoup whatever asset you can and you move forward with Jalen Hurts and you see if he's the guy or not. But at this point, I do not believe you can bring Carson Wentz back and honestly even make him compete for Jalen Hurts. It 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 and let me say this. Let me say this. If for whatever reason they they have a quarterback competition, and I do not believe they should, but if they like make that terrible decision to do so, Jalen Hurts better be the first one up. Like I I understand 
you know, they might have to. But if, if they do it, like, I don't want to see Carson getting, like, 70% of the reps. I'm calling it a competition. Jalen Hurts has played better than Carson Wentz did all season. If there is a legitimate competition and they don't trade one of them, Jalen should be the starter in that. But I think the clear answer is to trade Carson Wentz. I, dude, whatever you can get for him. Like I would trade. And I think you'll get something for him. I think you will too. I we you and I are on the same side of that, and there are a lot of people aren't. But like I would trade him for a seventh round pick. Is my point. Like I would trade him yeah. for whatever it takes. Like honestly, trade him for but, like Julio Jones or I don't know, wh- like another whoever, team. anything. It doesn't matter. Just get rid of him. It's over. It's done. It's never working here. It's over. It's over. It's over. And and that's why like I think and we talked about this on our last pod, and I think it's certainly been growing. And you know, there's been like a divisiveness to the Eagles fan base between the Wentz people, the non-Wentz people, and then kind of the the normal group in between who are willing to kind of go with just whatever the truth is and what they see and stuff and not be as entrenched and stuff. But there's like a divisiveness there. And I think that what everyone needs to realize right now is that, and this is so crucially important, is that no matter what has happened in the past, and this is to Eagles fans, like we're Eagles fans. Again, like if you've listened to this at all, you know that I'm – a maniac. Like I, I love the Eagles with all my heart. They are my favorite. I mean, you're team James Gobert Seltzer. I love the Eagles. Like I adore them. Like they are, I, I live and die with this team. I emotionally feel every game and every moment and everything. Like I, it kills me when they lose. I love it when they win. I rebel. Um, like the situation this team is in now, whether you hated the pick, like I did the Hurts pick, like disastrous, whether you're a Wentz guy, I was like, I was there. Like I've, I've long been a Wentz guy, like <laughs> whoever you are, like whether you're from, from Ike Reese in the top of the LTV to, to whoever the top Wentz hater on the planet was like to whatever you person you are, whatever, like to on, on either side of the spectrum, like, like all that matters now is that Jalen Hurts is good. Like yeah. none of the other crap should matter. Because the situation is, guess what? Jalen Hurts is here. He's an eagle. And he's under contract, cheap for the next three years. And whatever else happens with Carson Wentz, like, this guy has a chance to be special. Like, if nothing else, there's a chance at least. And and w- all that we should want is him to be awesome. It's the single best. It's more important than getting any high draft pick. It's more important than, you know, who's in charge, right? Because, look, Howie's not going anywhere. That's obviously crazy important. But if I thought Howie were going anywhere, it would be a different thing. But But regardless... Like having Hertz be a great quarterback for you is a game changing type of thing potentially, and it's the number one thing that is most important right now. Absolutely, and look, they can learn from Carson in trying to aid Jalen. Like, don't have Carson on the roster next year if you're going to have Jalen be on the totally. roster. Totally. Like, can we you stop know, with like, this stuff? Can we stop with this like, stuff? Right. Like, I've had I've had more than enough quarterback controversy for the last five years of my life. I'm good now. Thank you. Well, you know. I, I and I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter or not, but oh, Doug Doug won't name the starter for Dallas, and it's oh, like it, this is why you can't have Carson on the roster. Like, what are we doing? Stop! Here? Like, uh, I know it's Jalen so embarrassing. Going to start like deep down, I know he knows he's going to start, but it's just so silly to do this to Jalen Hurts. Like, he just has an outstanding game, and Doug's going to get out there and be like, "Well, oh, I don't know who's oh, going to start a quarterback." I hate like, it. It drives me not I, I, anybody. It makes me really mad. All right. Um, all right, so we're we're good on the Hurts, we're good on the Wins. Couple uh, things from the game I wanted to fire at you quickly. Your thoughts on how the defense held up? Obviously, down a bunch of people, but um, and obviously gave up a lot of points. But you know there was the pump block, right? Um, you know there were some short fields and all that. Um, got some turnovers, which was exciting. What did you think of the defense? A, a short man defense. Yes, yeah, I, I, you know. 
I had someone tweet at me that I never think the defense plays bad, and I think there's probably some truth to that. Like I, I <laughs> but that's really you know, funny. I, I don't that's know. Really I mean, funny. for having for giving up 33 points and 526 yards, like look, there were bad moments. Like Jalen Hurts, I mean not Jalen Hurts, Jalen Mills misses a tackle on a big play that should have been a short gain, and like that ends up leading to a touch. If I'm not mistaken, like there were certainly bad plays. I thought that the personal fouls early on. If you're Jim Schwartz, oh, the Derek Barnett Jason. one, the Derek Barnett yeah. one was a game that was a momentum changing thing where where they had them stopped. Like I firmly believe they were going to stop them on that third down after the and the Derek Barnett penalty, and then they went on to score like immediately. That was a big yeah. one. Then there was another personal foul, which I can't remember right now. But there was another like bad personal foul that Derek they Barnett. Had. By the way, this oh, is this, like this, the ten thousandth time he's done it. By the way, yeah, God. I agree. He does that. What feels like almost like every other game. It's unbelievable. He, it's yeah. unbelievable. It's. I mean, it's not good. Like I don't want to see any players get hurt, both in him doing it and like if he keeps doing it, somebody's going to hurt him because like sure. players are not going to be okay with that. And I would just. I just obviously think he needs to stop it. And then the Seymour Seymour has a personal foul in the opening thing. Like he's an he's a guy that you don't expect much of, so it's hard to kill him. But like you lead with your your arm, and that was that was brutal. I mean, look, the Eagles ended up with six. Uh, let me look. They ended with nine penalties, which is a May the card as the Cardinals had. And you know, like it, a lot of those felt self inflicted. Like Javon Hargrave jumping offside on third and five to give him a first down. Like that was. I thought the defense like. I didn't think that it was a lack of talent, which is surprising when you consider how banged up they were. I thought a lot of their wounds were self-inflicted. And yeah, that, I agree with you. Why, that's maybe why I'm not as down on the defense as other people will be. Like, yes, the defense lost them this game. But, I mean, the special teams basically hands them a touchdown at the pump block. The special teams gives up a fourth, uh, a, a fake punt. Extra the point, defense, too. Yeah. Oh, the fake punt was a killer. Yeah, and I think it was Marcus Epps on both of them, actually. I think Marcus Epps was responsible for the block punt, and I believe he was responsible for the guy that caught the uh, fake punt, too. So, you know, bad. And then he has interception in the end zone. So, But at the same time, the defense forced three turnovers, and the Eagles yep. didn't turn over once, and they lost. I mean, yep. you would have told me prior to the game, the Eagles would force three turnovers. They wouldn't turn it over once. Jalen Hurts would have a quarterback rating of 102, and they'd score 26 points. I would have told you – I would have honestly almost bet my life they would have won the game. Yeah. Like, so Elliot, it is surprising. You. It is surprising that they lost. I mean, really, the only difference was DeAndre Hopkins making ridiculous catches. Like the 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 catch he made in the front the front pylon with like basically one handed. That was a ridiculous catch. Oh yeah. The Larry Fitzgerald touchdown. I thought. Oh, that, what a catch! What a yeah, catch. great catch. I mean, I guess you could say Nikel Roby Coleman maybe turns his head sooner on that, but I I thought. I didn't think that was like terrible coverage by Nikel Roby Coleman. That was a great catch. They made plays. You're right. To, to your point, like catch. they made plays that the Eagles receivers do not. You know, like yep. Eagles receivers don't make that the, those catches. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I just look the slow start. I think is the main reason they lost the game. I don't think it's the defense. I, I don't think it's the offense. They just when you fall behind sixteen nothing, like you're not going to win the game. I mean, that's just an incredibly hard hole to, to pull yourself out of. I thought uh, a positive on the defense, like. Michael Jaquette looks like he could be a player. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That was, I was literally waiting for you to finish, and I was going to say, I agree with everything, but you know what? I really like Michael Jaquette. Like, that dude made some plays, and he yeah. like he's has a presence around the ball. Like, he's always kind of slapping, and he's always kind of coming around, and, and he's got good timing. You know, it seems like he knows when to time his break on a receiver. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. when a ball's coming that way. I've been, I was really impressed with Jaquette. I think – there could be something there like that. That's um, at least exciting to see, especially knowing that he's playing with a hamstring injury too. 
um, that he looked at good considering that. Uh, Alex Singleton continues to be a, a guy who I think is a a piece. Yeah, like yeah, that guy that, that guy can play for you. Like he's a good football player and um but um all right, a couple more quick things before we get out of here and we get to um let's see the Alshon thing. Um because Alshon, you know, look, and I will not I will not apologize because I still believe that playing Alshon over Fulgham uh, made no sense to me, and I know that there is the report and all the Fulgham stuff and all that. But like, look, um, Alshon looked good today. You know, I think that was yeah. Alshon's best game as an Eagle in quite some time. That that catch he made, that first catch he made, the diving catch on the sideline where he got the knee and elbow inbounds down was, um, I mean, his best catch in years. He was all, he looked awesome, and he was. He always plays him. better when Carson's yeah. not out there. <laughs> I'm a question. I'm a question. He does. I mean, so like, uh, what'd you make of it? Because I thought Alshon looked good tonight. For you know, credit when due. Well, Howie season, obviously. Oh, God. But, uh, no, I mean, yeah. I thought oh, Alshon... can we can bring him? He could be on the roster for the cheap price of $18 million next year. I mean, dude, you're kidding. But, I, I mean, if he looks good the next two weeks, I don't know. Oh, God. I mean, they do take a cap hit if they trade him. And the other the other thing to consider. Oh, my God. The, the other thing to consider is that. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, look, if Alshon plays well with Jalen Hurts, I don't know. Like, do you do you keep $10 million? No, no, no. Okay. You don't. You're, you're going to be taking a lot of dead cap on with. Uh, you're right. So. It's a good point. It's a good point. Um, but yeah, no, I thought I thought he looked good. Uh, I mean, we talked about Jalen Rager not looking again. Good. Quez, I, give me more touches for Quez. Devise plays for him. Find ways to get him into space. I thought he has a burst and a quickness that, like, um, at least there's something there. You know, it's it's yeah, like Jalen Rager doesn't it, score on that play. Exactly. It was kind of what it, it's the thing we've been hoping to see from Rager all season. That kind of like get the ball in his hands and then kind of just take off and run away from everybody. Like Quez Watkins looked like he could do that. So give me more of that. Give me more Quez in space. Uh, I will say before the injury, I had this on my notes and obviously we'll see what happens with Cam Johnson and Jake Elliott for as crappy as a kicker. He was that pump was, was pretty yeah, good. Was like, it was a good but um, I wrote in my notes prior to the injury. So obviously it, you know, pouring on after, but I've been kind of disappointed with Cam Johnson this year in general. Like I wrote wow. it after I, I the pump where he kicked it out more. of the back back of the end zone. Like it just feels like he hasn't been as good as he was last year. Like the the long punts, like the one where he punted out of the end zone, he got it to like the fifty. It was like nothing. The one where uh, they tried to pin him deep early when Doug the first of two punts where Doug punted in enemy territory. Um, just overshot it completely. I just, I like Cam Johnson. I think he's talented. I just haven't been as impressed with him this year. Well, let me say this. I don't, I do disagree with you, but it's not something I disagree with you a lot on. So I am going to adopt the take. And now because you are an anti Cam Johnson for this year, I'm anti Cam Johnson. <laughs> yes. my. So there it is. Mind. There it is. You know, like, like so a true we're, friend, we're brothers. A true we're, friend. Yeah, exactly. So, a so true brother. you know what, if you think Cam Johnson's not been good this year, <laughs> Eagles need a punter. That's where I'm at. Jake Elliott is the punter. You're the, so. you're the best. You're the best. Um, I got um, a big ward opinion. Yes. Okay. Give so, it to me. Cause I am at the point where all I have left are final thought and tease type stuff. Okay. So, so lay it on me. I feel like there's a, portion of the fan base and the media that just constantly like writes off Greg Ward and all he ever does is just make the most of every opportunity he gets like you look and he's got four catches 15 yards and you say that that's not that much and it's two not tutties. Two but he had two touchdowns. His touchdown catch was a great touchdown catch. Yeah. Like to go and up that and big get first it down catch down, he had too. He had the big first down. Like Greg Ward is a starting receiver for this roster. I'm perfectly fine with him 
being the starting slot receiver. Honestly, I think he's better than Jalen Rager. Like, I, I think Greg Ward is... <laughs> well, I is said a, Quez Rockins is better than Rager, so I don't think it's crazier to say Greg Yeah, Ward like, is. I think Greg Ward is a starting, consistent NFL-caliber receiver, and I think people just need to accept, like, he's a good part of this offense, and I, I have no issue whatsoever with, uh, with, with him being a starting receiver for this team. Yeah, I like Greg Ward. I think, ideally, he's, like, a fourth receiver. Like, ideally, ideally... Um, but he's an NFL receiver. There's no question. And yep. if he's your slot receiver, you can get by. Like he's he's good. He's in the right places. And again, like you said, he he makes big catches, and he's got he's got the ability when he goes up in tight spaces to come down with the ball, which I think is important um, for for that position as well. So I, I I'm I'm with you for the most part. I like Greg Ward. The other thing I had was, what'd you think? I thought it was a good Doug game overall, and I know we touched on this early on, and we're both pro Doug people, so. I think we both obviously think Doug should keep should keep his job. At least I don't want to speak for you, but I'm I'm almost positive. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, yeah. I'm 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 in that direction for sure. Okay, so but what do you think of some of his decisions today in terms of like there was I one wanted time to get a great it. point, great point. There were a few. Uh, yes, punted twice inside the forty. I think one was like the from the forty-two 40, or something. Yeah, so I didn't totally agree. One was I think fourth and eight, um, which I got was one was six, fourth and yeah. ten, fourth and eight and fourth and six. Then yeah, I probably yeah. would have. I was, and look, they go for it on fourth and six and get the touchdown on that one, which I would absolutely not have gone for it on, and yet they get the touchdown on it. Um, or fourth and three, and then they had another fourth and six. There were a lot of them. Look, I it was almost too much track. I, I disagreed with not kicking the field goal earlier, and then they got the Alshon touchdown. So, you know, I um, I think for the most part, I thought Doug was good, not great today. I thought the scheme was solid. It wasn't the best ever. I would have... To your point, and maybe this is more Hurts than Doug, but I would have liked to see Hurts running earlier. I think they yeah. maybe don't get in the holder in if he's running a little bit more early on. The offense was really struggling, and that's a way to kind of get things going. Um, so, but on the whole, I thought Doug had a, a good game where there were a couple spots where I was like, I wouldn't do that, and it worked out, and a couple spots where I was like, I wouldn't do that, and it didn't work out. So I kind of like even out in a couple spots where I would have done it, and vice versa. So. Um, I, I you was, know what I mean. Hard. That was hard to track, but I, I agree the with you. The point is, is it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot it was. of decisions. It's hard to track. Like I think for the most part on fourth down, I was okay with more of the decisions than not, but there were definitely a couple I didn't like, even though they might have worked out. You know what I mean? Right, how about overall grade for Doug Peterson? A B. All right, I was gonna go B B minus because of the slow start. So I think we're yeah. on the we're on the same, same page. Same that. page. Okay. All right. Perfect. Boom. Um. All right. A uh, couple final thought. Do you have any final thoughts? I have a couple final thought things. So, I I like, I think they're probably going to beat Dallas, but I think Washington is definitely losing to Carolina. So it'll so be. Saying, I, I still you think, think the a, season's coming down to the last game of the year. Is what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. I, wow. I think. Well, well, but if they lose to Dallas, then they're out, right? No matter what Carolina. Yeah, they need to beat Dallas. And Dallas is playing better, for what it's worth. Yeah. I don't think that's that's a tough spot, but um. I, I still think they have like a 50-50 chance of making the playoffs. So. No, I don't. I think that's way lower than that. Way, way, way lower. But I think it could happen. But I don't think they will. If Today I was a was a crushing blow, though. Yeah. Like if I had to bet right now, I'd say they don't make the playoffs. I mean, if they if they win today, like I think we're both sitting here. Then it's a, I, if if we're if they won today, I'm 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 like playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they did. Okay. And I don't. Um. All right. Couple quick things. But they um, did, and I don't. The 2020 Eagles. <laughs> yeah, well said. Exactly. Um. All right. Uh. One. I thought a kid to was fantastic. 
I absolutely love that dude calling a game. It was different. It was refreshing. Like I thought he had different perspectives I'm on so, things. I'm so happy you it, said that. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't have like the same sort of sound that every single yeah. bleeping broadcast I watch has. I thought he was great. What do you think? So I 100% agree with you. I love that he try. He didn't try to sound like everyone else is supposed to. Tries to sound like like who's that linebacker for the Saints that used to play for the Saints? Now he's in the broadcast booth. He's been on John a few- Vilma. Jonathan Vilma. Yes, he to me sounds like somebody that's trying to sound like a broadcaster, right? Like Akib Talib came in there, and this might not be the best analogy, but it kind of felt like I was like reading Twitter at times, like in the way that he was just like, <laughs> like he's like, well, that's why Bill O'Brien was fired. It's like, yeah, that's a good tweet and also good commentary, like and. <laughs> I saw people saying things like he's the worst broad, worst broadcaster I've ever heard. I think Joe Banner said that. And it's like Really? Yeah. And I'm like, I just disagree. Like he's I different. Thought he was awesome. he was I thought he was he awesome. Was, yeah. And for what it's worth, I think that the the portion of the people that won't like him will be like the old school people. And that's probably why honestly Joe Banner didn't like him. But this could be a good segue into your tease. But my mom texted and said, unprompted. Who is this announcer? I really like him. So I, I awesome. think that his uh, his style of doing it, and I'm, I appreciate that he was himself, is going to actually go over really well. And I hope I agree. Yeah, like, just have fun in there, man. Like, it's it's 2020 now. Like, we don't need these like generic thoughts. Everyone's so following the game on Twitter. So like, just have you. fun. It's like every game doesn't have to sound exactly the same. Like, right. It's actually really nice to have something that sounds different. Uh, I'm so with you. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. All right. Uh, one more thing and then a tease. Uh, and this is a, a very specific uh, nitpicky type of gripe. Nice. But you know what? Yeah, you know what, though? The, the Eagles lost, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my chance to get a little pet PV. Um, so they had a graphic during the game that showed the playoff, per se. They were talking about the Cardinals and the difference and how important it was. It was like, you know, I think it was like a 50% to 20% or, or 70% to 20%, something like that, where it was the difference between a team that's 8-6 and six versus a team that is 7-7 seven and seven in terms of making the playoffs. And it bothered me because this is completely based on a on a on numbers with six playoff teams. Like there was no context. Yeah, that's a good point. There was no line that said this is based on six playoff teams, but this year there are seven playoff teams. So obviously these numbers are somewhat different than what we're showing you and somewhat less relevant this season. It drove me crazy. Like they didn't even acknowledge it. They didn't mention it. I was like, this is bullshit. Like there's a bullshit graphic that is meaningless. These these things that annoy you. What was the other one about how Drew Brees and Tom Brady going back and forth? Yes. It was like, like, he's going to bring it tomorrow. Do you remember? It was like 17 times during the Broncos. I was like, breaking news. Drew Brees has taken over the record. Like until tomorrow. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, so I agree that is dumb and annoying, 100%. Thank you. It's been interesting this year. Thank you. So, like, for a long time, I never watched the Eagles game on TV, and I've watched what feels like the majority of them on TV this year. And it's a very very different viewing experience, I will say. Like, I never understood why the certain things people cared about, but now watching the game on TV, it's just – it's a very different viewing experience. Totally. I feel like I'm better for it, honestly. Like, I think I'll probably be at – you know, knock on wood, I'll be at all the games next year, but I – feel i just i've been enjoying it i like the the broadcasters at times i like seeing the things everybody else sees so it's been you know different i'm with you i love it obviously i would and rather we watch at home than go to a game yeah well that that definitely helps all right uh last thing a tease of sorts um on our next podcast um so 
this weekend, if you didn't listen to our radio show on WP, it somehow happened after years now of knowing each other and working together that um, I never knew that Elliot is a, wait for it, award-winning actor. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. No. Yeah. I mean, two-time award-winning actor. Yes. All right. So that's what we're going to call it, Tease. Next pod, we're going to dive deeper into this. We're going to get the story behind this and find out more. Plus, I'll list out, the parts that I played, too. Oh, I'm so, I, I can't wait for this. So that's coming up next week. Um, we'll, we'll um, obviously, with Christmas and everything coming up, we'll get um, some pods out for you, and we'll still do our game day stuff and all that. So um, uh, any final thoughts? Here we good to go. Ah, emotional victory. Look, it's been such a brutal year for this team, and I think any time – you end the game feeling that way about how the Eagles played. It's a good thing. Uh, so yeah, I, I think today today was a good day. Even though yeah, they lost, I'll, today was a good day. I'll get I'll give you one more. I love Jalen Hurts. Oh I'm man, not afra- look at I'm you. Not afra- I'm not afraid to say it. Say That's say whatever you want about us. We change our minds. You know, like we are open to changing our minds. So I love Jalen Hurts. I'm excited. We'll talk to you guys soon. He's Elliot James. See you later.